Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Nick Talks. Um, as you can see, I have a different setup in my office. Still working on it, um, but it's nice if you're watching this. Um, I got I was on live stream yesterday, and I um, I got this question, and um, and I and I answered it on live, and it's. It's something that I've used to encourage myself and others before going through um, just like black women shit, really. <laughs> um, but um, but I wanted to share it and just to kind of like, you know, I wanted to share it here on this podcast. Um, and this is especially this is especially for, for this is for people of color. This is for just marginalized people in general, but especially for black people and, ex and especially for black femme people because we're at the bottom. We know this. And dark-skinned black women, dark-skinned queer black women and trans women are at the bottom. And it gets hard. It gets really hard. Um, but somebody asked me, you know, how do you stay strong, you know, going through life, going through this industry as a black woman, you know, working 10 times as hard, but getting, you know, a fourth of the reward and all that stuff, if a fourth, you know, if that, like, how do you stay strong? How do you, how do you get through it? And I said, well, first of all, I don't, <laughs> I'm not strong. If anyone knows me well, you know that I am trying to fight this whole strong black woman thing with all of my heart. Um, I, I'm reframing, I'm trying to reframe myself and us as soft and gentle and deserving of help and deserving of protection. And so I don't like to let myself be called strong for that reason. No, I think I've done an episode about this before. Um, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, I'm like, first of all, I'm not strong, but, but here's the thing. Um, you know, I... You know, and I and I've told you guys before, I'm black, but I'm also mixed race, and I was raised by um, a black father, who was a very self-hating person, a very anti-black man, who taught me to hate, hate and distance myself from anything that made me black or blackish or whatever, um, and and because of that, like he didn't give me the skills needed to navigate the world as a black woman, as a black person. And very traumatizing things happened to me. And it was confusing. Because um, when, you're not, when you're not given the tools, when, you, <laughs> when you're told you're not black for so long, and then you're not given the tools to survive, even, even though you're walking through the world as a black woman, um, you know, things happen. You have this weird dysphoria, which is another thing to talk about. Um, but I think... Uh, I, I truly realized, you know, without confusion that I do walk through the world as a black woman when the traumatization that led to me being disordered with PTSD happened. It was, it was awful. And, um, and I kind of went through this period of nihilism when I was in therapy, um, you know, after leaving the military and, and going through all that, but then also, you know, I worked for the state of New York and then I worked a corporate job, both of which I left because of, of, of prejudice and racism and just like, um, and unhealthy work environments that disproportionately 
um, affected the black women and the black people, just the black people in general in these companies. Um, and, and then also, you know, there's the entertainment business and it's just as an actor, you know, you go into auditions with this kind of already learned hopelessness that your blackness is a handicap, um, that is, you, you could be the most talented person in the room. You could very well be the person who really deserves it. Um, that might sound egotistical, but, you know, but it's still something that's in the back of our minds and it's still, and it's something that definitely happens, you know, where you could be the best suited for the role, but your blackness is a handicap because it's like, nobody wants to see that. You know what I mean? Um, it's just not fair all around. And it seems like a really like, duh, Nikki, like you should know that as a black person, as a black woman, but, and it's true, but I feel like it just hits different when you, when you, um, when you just start to live on your own, um, in at a certain age, and like at least for me, just the things that kept on hitting me, time after time after time, like I would every year at the Air Force Academy, there was some weird fucking white person trying to get me kicked out for like for crazy shit, um, or just like harassing me, or you know, back of the busing me in class for asking questions, like trying to label me as a problem, like just all of these things. And then the, the, the trauma that broke the camel's back happened. Um, and, uh, and I was in therapy and I was just at this point where I was like, if, like, if you're a black person in America on earth, mostly like just in America living in white supremacy, I was like, why even bother to wake up? Like, why even choose to live? Like, why not end it, honestly? Because there's just no point. Nothing is fair. And it's, I felt, I felt this sense of like, I feel like I'm just going to be traumatized forever. And just the thought of being traumatized at the level that I was forever just seemed like, I, I, I just, I couldn't do it. I can't, I can't go on like this. And the thing about PTSD is that it makes you feel like everything that you're going to go through is going to be as bad as the thing that disordered you. And that's not true. And so it takes a lot of time to get out of that. But I really was at that point. I'm just like, why bother? Why try? Why try at anything? Why try at anything? Why? And even further, why stay alive? Um, and it's really sad because I, I'm, I know I'm not the only one who, who, who goes through that and and I know that some people never make it out of that state of nihilism. Like some people really do choose to, um, <laughs> to leave us, you know, they, they really do. Um, and, uh, and, and it doesn't make any of us that survive any better and it doesn't make them any worse than us. It just is what it is. Depression is a disease and the black experience is trauma. It's traumatic. Um, but I was lucky enough, I was fortunate enough to get out of that state. Um, and it was not a straight line to recovery. But I did get out of that nihilistic um, idea somewhat. And I just came, I kind of came to this point of radical acceptance where I was like, okay, this we know. Um, I am a black woman. 
I am choosing to stay alive because I want to. I finally got to this place where I'm like, this shit sucks, but I don't want to die. This shit sucks, but I'm going to live. Like, I want to live. Um, but there still remains the problem that as a black woman there, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to keep on going through this shit over and over again, no matter what career field I'm in, um, no matter what I choose to do with my life, I'm going to keep on going through this. So if I'm going to keep being oppressed, if I'm going to keep on being discriminated against, microaggressed, if I'm going to keep on getting passed up for people that are less talented than me, um, if I'm going to, if this is going to happen, then I better be suffering for something that's worth it to me. That's the question I asked it. I was like, Nikki, you're going to suffer. So what's going to be worth the suffering? Because you've chosen to live. You've chosen to live out your life, live a long life. Um, you've chosen that that's what you want. Um, so what's going to be worth it? Because the suffering is coming. You're never going to stop being a black woman. Um, and, and I chose this. I chose entertainment, I chose performing, I chose acting, I chose media, I chose art. Um, I decided that this is what's worth it. Now granted, you have to be really responsible when making shifts like that in your life. Like, you look, me and my husband sat down and had a whole discussion about, you know, me going into full disability status because of how things were working when I was working a corporate job and just was not vibing. Um, and so there's still a level of responsibility that goes into like shifting your, your lifestyle, I feel. But, but the, the rut of the matter was that if I'm, I was like, if I'm going to be going through this, I need to decide what's worth it. And, um, the military was not worth it. Um, I have a lot of friends that are still in, uh, friends of color, black friends, uh, who really, they, they really want to climb the ranks they really want, they want to become, you know, colonels, generals or whatever, and they want to try to make a difference uh, for people that look like us in those ranks. And I support them. I support them doing that. Um, but that's not where my passion lies. You know, I remember when I was leaving the Air Force, um, <laughs> strangely enough, the fucking psychiatrist on that base um who was terrible, um, <laughs> was like, well, why don't you stay? Like, you know, you, because like the, the Air Force needs so many needs, like diverse and, and, and good hearted leaders and, and all this shit. And I was like, yeah, they sure the fuck do, but I'm not it. <laughs> I'm not it. Not for the Air Force, not for the Air Force. I realized, I, I sat down with myself, I was like, I don't want to be, a, I don't care to become a, a colonel, a general. No, I can't see myself doing this for 20 years. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I can't. This is not worth it to me. If it were worth it to me, because, you know, they're like, don't give up, don't give up on your dreams. I'm like, nigga, this is not my dream. <laughs> this is not my dream. I realized going through all that trauma and stuff, like, this is not my dream. There's a lot of people that go through the trauma that I did and then continue to stay in the military and climb in the ranks because maybe that's their dream. 
maybe that's what they truly want to do but it made me realize that like fuck no this shit is not worth is it's not worth my tears it's not worth my mental distress it's not i went into the corporate world decided that's not fucking it either that's not it um <laughs> that's not it like doing consulting for for white men that 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 own all these like these startup Silicon Valley businesses trying to helping them get money and then dealing with the microaggressions that come with dealing with mostly black no mostly white men in that space as a black woman fuck no I was like no that's not worth it that's not fucking worth it and by then it was becoming clear that traditional jobs were just not an option for me anymore because of how my PTSD had progressed. And so that's when I went on disability. Um, and so I, I was like, what is worth it? Like I said, for me and for me, this is, like I said, this is, you know, engaging with people, connecting with people. Um, it has always been my passion, especially uh, ever since I, I developed clinical depression and I just felt this, this sense of being alone and I was unmedicated and just so new to all of this. And I just felt this this overwhelming sense of sadness, not just for myself, but for everybody ever in the world that f- was going through the clinical problems that I was right now. I was like, I can't believe that so many people feel like this. Even though there's people around me, I feel alone. Oh my God, what, what, what would I give to be able to help some, as many people as I can feel like they're not alone? And thank God I'm blessed to apparently have been able to do that. And I'm, I'm very happy and I'm very humbled um, by that. Um, I love connecting with people. I love performing. I love telling stories. I love acting out stories. I love it. I, I, I love it so much. I've been doing it since I was a little kid. Like, I've been performing for my parents and stuff, acting out entire Disney movies since I was like three years old, like reciting entire movies. And there are still certain movies that I know that I can recite all the way from heart um, since I was a kid. This is what, like, you can even see the change in my countenance I can, I'm, as I'm filming this from when I was talking about the military and corporate life to when I'm talking about this shit. I love this shit. This is what I was put on this earth to do. This is my talent. This is my talent. Extroversion, connecting with people, performing, making people laugh. This is what I was put here to do. I know that. I fucking know that. That's what's worth it. And so what I said, and what I continue to say, because I I still don't want to label myself as a strong black woman. I can't, I don't want to sit, continue to have to live under that label anymore. And like, I, it's not a matter of being strong. Because I feel like a lot of us, we're, we're, we're pressured to be strong in situations where that we don't want to be in. Like I was, I was being strong in the military. I was being strong in the corporate world because this shit was making me miserable. Honestly, this was, this shit was making me miserable. It was, it was pushing me, you know, closer and closer towards the grave in one way or the other. It was worsening my mental health, like, and just crushing my soul. It was like I was being strong in that sense because I was going through 
like I was powering things through, through something I just did not want to do, convincing myself every day that it is okay that I'm getting up, getting in this car and going to this place that I absolutely fucking hate. Um, I don't want to live my life like that. So for me, I don't feel like I'm being strong when I continue to persevere in this world. Um, I don't see it that way. I don't see it as me trying, you know, to be strong and tolerate shit or whatever. I see it more as this is literally, this is, this is just, this is something that I have to do. Like, this is, this is the one thing that I was put on this earth to do and God damn it, like, I'm going to do it no matter how much discouragement comes my way. Um... Like I said, I don't want to make it like, because I'm strong and I'm blah. No, like, it's because, like, no, this is what I'm put here to do. And you can keep on, like, putting walls in front of me and, and, and trying to stop me. But it's just a matter of persistence. I'm just going to keep on showing up. And eventually you're going to give me what the fuck I want. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> because I have one thing. I have one mission in my life. And that's... And that's to make it in this business, you know what I mean? Um, as healthily as possible. It's more of a, um, and so like, so because of that, it's more of a sense of like Steve Rogers, hashtag, I can do this all day. Hashtag, whatever it takes. Like we've, I got a mission and I just got to fin, and I got to finish the mission. I have one life. I'm not wasting it. And I know the one thing that I was put on this earth to do and I'm going to fucking do it. You cannot stop me because this is what I'm meant to do. You can't stop me because this is what I'm meant for. All you're amounting to is a fucking annoyance. <laughs> you are amount like anything that gets in my way, I'm like, you're amounting to an annoyance. You know? And and God forbid I go through any trauma like I used to, like I did in the military because I spend so much energy trying to avoid people that even give the slightest whiff of being like that woman that got me into this position. Um, but I feel that because I love this so much, what whatever happens to me, is worth the pain, at least for now. And it could change. That's the thing. It's different for everybody and things are always changing. Like maybe for somebody, it might be a corporate job. For somebody, it might be the military. For somebody, it might be having a family. For somebody, it might, like it could be anything. But for me, I was like, as a black woman, Nikki, you got to choose what that thing is. Because if you waste your time in things that are not actually worth it to you, you're either going to give up on life sooner than you want to or you're going to live a long life of regret. And both of those suck. <laughs> and I don't want that. I don't want that. So for me, it's it just comes to a matter of persistence. Uh, the river does not carve itself through the land because water itself is not is necessarily strong. It's it's because of persistence river beating against the rocks over and over again over time and I had to come to the radical acceptance that being me is going to be a little bit more like being a river while some people get to be bulldozers some people have the privilege of being bulldozers and 
and maybe I'll have some bulldozer moments and um, and phases, but overall, the name of the game for me is persistence. And no matter how long it takes, I'm going to just keep on coming back. I'm going to keep on coming back. You're going to get so annoyed with me. It's going to be like Doctor Strange battling Dormammu. Dormammu, I've come, I've come to bargain. Like, literally that. And and it really and 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 honestly, speaking of that, speaking of that movie is exactly that because because Dormammu to Doctor Strange was just like, you know, you you can't win against me. You can't win. And Stephen was like, you're absolutely right, but I can lose over and over and over again, and that makes you my prisoner. And that's how I see it with this entire business, with this entire situation. I'm like, I can lose over and over and over again until you give me what I want. Until you decide to bargain with me. And as Dr. Strange said, pain is an old friend. Um, And I've gone through so much. I'm just like, you saying no over and over again is literally, I've, I've had worse. I've had worse. That's a fact. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's how I do it. And so, I guess my advice to marginalized people, but especially, like I said, black femme people, is eventually we're going to get to the realization that it's just going to suck. It's, it's going to suck for us. Um... But if you decide that you want to stay with us, you want to stay with me and living here, let's try to find those things that are worth it. Like let's not let's not let's not let's not choose to to go through all this oppression and shit for things that don't spark joy in our hearts. That don't that this is just like it's just not worth it. It's just chipping away at your soul. And not everybody has the privilege to be able to just pick up and go. You know what I mean? Like I said, my husband and I had, like, we had, we had conversations before I made that choice to be like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to act and produce content full time now. Like (laughs) we had that conversation and, and of course made that choice intelligently um, and not in a rush. But if you are able, which I hope you are. Or if you if you ever if you ever get to a place or when you ever get to a place where you have more choices, try so hard. Try I, I'm telling you, try to find that thing that's gonna be worth it. It's all we can do, and it's not fair that we have to do this. It's not fair. Um, to this extent, but it is what helps me get by. It is what gives meaning to all the stupid shit that I go through. It is what it is what just keeps me going back and forth. I could do this all day. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. That's just what it is for me. I can be like I can be annoying forever. <laughs> I can be annoying and persistent forever and eventually you're going to give me what I want because Because that's what the universe has decided. This is my role on this planet. And you're going to give me what I want. You have to have that attitude. have to. You know. So. I hope that helps. Because it really does help me. It helps me. um, 
it helps me pro it helps me process rejection and you know no's and stuff so so much easier than it used to um and it does take a lot of um of like the visceral emotion out of those um experiences because we know what's going to happen and it's really and it's and it's helpful to manage our expectations knowing that we walk through the world the way that we do so if you're going to be oppressed then you better be oppressed for something that's worth it to you so yeah well, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Nick Talks. This has been a favorite of mine, something I've been really passionate about speaking about. But don't forget to follow me on all my other socials, at Nikki Marina, N-I-C-Q-U-E-M-A-R-I-N-A. That's on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, uh, follow on Spotify and um and yeah that's about it thank you so much guys appreciate you and i will see you at the next episode <laughs>